How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> Why do I know this song, Colin? I know it from TikTok. Why do I know it? What do you mean? Everybody knows this song. Now I feel like a dummy. Why do I know Apache it? What's it from? Apache by Sugar Hill Gang? Is I that- just know it as Apache by the Sugar Hill Gang. Ryan. Didn't know that. See? <laughs> I mean, I know the song. <laughs> Colin is like. <laughs> it's like every Midwestern wedding here. I've it's ever good. been to is playing this, the chicken dance, all the electric slide, all that stuff. Is this is this now a wedding? Like a, a, yes. a wedding um, dance song? I wouldn't call it. So when I worked for that wedding company, we called them like icebreakers. Mm. Yeah. The ones that get everybody out onto the floor. The ones that you mentioned, Ryan. I would play this one on occasion just because it's fun. It is fun. I think the yes. first time I heard it was on like Just Dance for the Wii growing up when I was like eight years old. That was one of the moves. You got to You got to. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's a wedding it. song, because there's like a choreographed dance that everybody yeah. except me knows. <laughs> so, yeah. To it. Did, oh, yeah. my gosh. Where do people Jump learn these? Where do, like, the chicken dance, the electric slide. Like if you haven't been to a lot of weddings, where would you ever learn this choreography? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Right. And you would just then have to have the confidence when you see people doing that group dance. You have to do it for the first time. It sounded like you were talking to me, and I I don't have that confidence. (laughs) I will not be the first person. I won't be the last person on a dance floor, but I will not be the first person. I'm with you. I won't won't start that, (sighs) but I'll get in there, hide in the middle. You Once know, it gets going, I will say like later in life, like I've definitely embraced, like, I just don't care anymore. Right. So oh, like, yeah. I, I will totally <laughs> oh, be yeah. out there. And, I, and it makes me upset. Like why I even care. Like I'm not good at it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Neither is anybody else. That's what I found. No one else is good at it either. And they don't care either. No. So why do we care? Well, I did That's for good. a while, but now yeah. I'm happy to say I, I no longer care. <laughs> yeah. The closer, <laughs> let me tell you, the closer I get to 50, I just saw somebody else the other day that was the less I care at all. Now. I will say, I don't know that I'm ever going to get into or ever be the guy that dances at a club. Like, cause I was in Vegas for work and like, you're in that scene. Uh-huh. Like, how do you, how do you even dance this music? But also like, what is the, what is this club scene thing? The, the guys like girls, I think naturally have, have more rhythm and dance than than most men sure. do, but it's, that's a whole different scene where I'm like, yeah, that's not going to be for me. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. Ryan Weber is in for John Grayson. Um, Still to come during the show, we'll try to get to this this hour. Um, man, we've done a lot of stories out of Florida. But <laughs> Florida is a content-generating state. The, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, we'll get to the story about what a police officer thought was gunshots, what he mistook for the sound of gunshots to the point that he fired his gun four times, and so did the other officer that was with him. 
it wasn't gunshots, but we'll tell you what he thought it was, what it actually was that he thought was gunshots. We'll get to that story coming up here a little bit later. All right. Um, I want to talk about this thread that's up on Reddit because this is a question that I have asked also. And we were talking about this on the air. I said that I've said a lot that if I have any business acumen or desire to open a business in Kansas City, the thing that we don't have here, uh, there, there are ethnicities of food and things like that that we don't have. But the, the thing that we don't have here is the place to go. Like if you're on a date and you go to dinner and you go do a thing, symphony or concert or whatever, we don't have the thing to do after that. We don't have like the dessert and wine or dessert and port or whatever dessert and scotch place. We don't have the place that gets busy between like 6 p.m. and 2 a.m. We don't have the place that you go to end the night for know. the nightcap. Town Topics always got a line out the door, Jamie. Well, so that's funny because that's what this thread <laughs> asked on Reddit. I said, I, I don't have the desire to do that, but if I did... It's one of the things that St. Louis does have. They used to, Bissinger's Chocolates. But they used to have Bissinger's Chocolates. It was a chocolate shop, like an Andre's or a Christopher Elbow, that had a liquor license and would serve cocktails and brown liquor and wine and Prosecco or whatever, and then chocolates and desserts with these big, comfy leather chairs. And if you were on a date and you still wanted to hang out after the event that you went to or after dinner, you could sit there for an hour and just kind of have a little nightcap. We don't have that. So somebody asked on Kansas on Kansas City Reddit, why do we have so few late night food options? And the person said, I've lived in Kansas City most of my life. I don't get why there are so painfully few late night food options. Um, saying in some other cities, everything closes early. So I understand. But in Kansas City, we have bars that are open until I don't know what's bar closing time. Two, three. Here. Depends on where so, you're at. Depends on where you are. Yeah. But nowhere, there, there aren't places where you can go and get food late at night. And they mention Town Topic. They mention Winstead's. McDonald's drive through is open 24 hours in some places. There's a Waffle House by the airport they mention. Why is that? Why do we have, and, and again, I complain about the fact that we've had dates like that where you don't have that end of night thing. I have a hunch. Yeah? It is so difficult to staff a service-based industry at this point in time, especially if that's a if that's a late-night mm -hmm. venue. Finding a consistent workforce to provide the experience of service you would expect is so difficult right now. But how do bars do it? Bars get bartenders? They, they're struggling extremely right now. Every I feel like on a consistent basis, whenever I, I do go out or especially like a bar or restaurant, it is common to hear, like, I'm sorry, we're very understaffed today. Yeah. And I don't ever, I've, I've worked in the service industry, it's been a while ago, but I've never seen a time like this where it is so difficult. And there's a number of reasons why, and it's not because young people don't want to work. I can't stand it when yeah, people say that. It's so untrue. Young people are savvy. Like, there are so many unique ways to make money now. And that's why I think it's contributing to the, la the huge labor shortages in the service industry. But if you were to open that business today, and you were to get that concept launched next month or the month after, mm -hmm. your biggest threat to the future of your business will be finding a consistent workforce. Here's what, here's what I picture. Now, they're talking about more food, like actual, if you just wanted to have dinner late. I even think about just shift workers. Like if you're a nurse and you get off work at 11 p.m., which we have a lot of nurses in this town, where do you go if you want to go have dinner? Or if you just want to go get food and that's not a drive-through, where do you go? I assume there's not enough demand for it. And that's why we don't have enough of it. But in the business, I imagine it's 
not big. Again, I'm, I'm going to Bissinger's Chocolates. And if you know of other places, like Charleston has a couple of these. Charleston, South Carolina has a donut shop. And we used to have one like this too, but theirs is immensely popular. Where it's open to like three in the morning. And it's not a bar. It's a donut shop that happens to serve liquor. And you you go with donuts and you sit there for maybe half an hour, you know, where you're you're not sitting there all night long. That's what I imagine is not a big footprint of a place two, three, maybe three people working, you know, your price point's going to be a little higher so I can pay sure, them a little bit sure. better. You know, you place it near Kaufman Center or near one of the entertainment venues so you get that traffic. You're right. We Who don't wants to give me money? have an experience like that. <laughs> so maybe that is missing give in the late nights. But, you know, so let's say if you asked me to invest that, I would say, what's your plan for the workforce? Because you're always going to be hiring. And what, what are you going to do when you're understaffed? And granted, if you're designing a business that reduces the need for a significant number of service workers, mm-hmm. great. But that's just the, the beginning of those challenges. And being open late does increase other risks just sure. in general, especially if you're going to be in like an entertainment district, which you probably want to be close to that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to have DoorDash deliveries or other those, those you know, gig services that are going to help sell your products too, great. But it's that experience when they're in the location or in that, in that building, in that venue, you got to have great service. And that is an extremely challenging thing to find right now. Again, the place in St. Louis was you just ordered from the bar and sat down. So there wasn't table service. It's probably how you'd have to do it. it like Andre's is sort of what I picture. Yeah. You know, where you, you order from the bar and then maybe they bring it to your table, but that's it. I... Who wants to give me money and I'll do it. I will solve this problem, but you got to give me money. Uh, we'll go to the phones here. Ben's called us out of KC. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. Yeah, good. Uh, so I was just calling in. I, it's still, I guess you could count it technically as a bar, but Charlie Hooper's has saved my behind on many occasions because uh, their kitchen doesn't close until 1.30, whereas most are done around an hour and a half or so before that. Okay. Um, and, and it's a pretty mellow vibe. It, it is a bar near the Westport area, but it's not you know, one of those more louder ones. Uh, but I just want to give them a shout out because I can't tell you how many times Wait, I've been. Hooper's uh, Brookside, right? Isn't Charlie Hooper's Brookside? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. Brookside. Hey, oh, yeah. Sorry. Do they, Ronnie, do they limit? the food options late night no no they give you oh. a full menu I, i've ordered 10 minutes before and i know that that's frowned upon i will i will admit but i've ordered 10 minutes before kitchen clothes and have eaten good before going home at two it's not frowned upon but it is a little risky someone used to work in <laughs> kitchens <laughs> you could that's fair. depending that's on the fair. night we had you, it's a little risky <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fair but yeah that's just i wanted to share that okay i appreciate it ben that's a good one to I mention did, didn't know it colin just reminded us was it i'm having a weird deja vu here had the conversation who was i having the conversation was it you that we talked about the food truck late at night the french fry truck who was that wicket who was i having that conversation with that not i me. now can't remember it was not mm-hmm. you it was probably i brought up something separate to ryan in our little group chat you want to share oh. with the class oh oh the varsity food truck everything that yes jamie described yes about three minutes ago saying everything you want and mm-hmm. need and what you're wanting it is the varsity food truck in manhattan and Aggieville. college towns so, excel at late night food who? So they're open till I think two, two a.m. I think um, it is a truck, part literally a a food truck parked in the back on the back side of the Varsity Donuts building, and the line can wrap blocks to this place. But it's all this late night fried mm-hmm. junk food that you can throw in your system that that will help you sober up real quick. And I'm gonna make sure to, to see them on Saturday night. I'm going to yes. Manhattan this weekend, and I can't wait. Basketball game. Yes. Men's hopefully, women's. Men's. Hopefully it's against BYU. We'll see how it goes. So I would be okay with that. Set up a, pl- again, this is another thing that we just don't 
that we need to work on in Kansas City is I love a food truck, man. I, you've been to Portland, Oregon? Yep. They so this is what they do really well. This is this is Austin, why I love Portland. Austin does too with the pods. Yep. So or um, Portland, Oregon took and we have to get to a break. And I'm going to say it before Colin yells at me. Um, and we'll get there. <laughs> like he's like, I don't care. Whatever. It's President's Day. Um, but <laughs> Portland took a bunch of empty parking lots, small parking lots, and built pods is what they call them. And so they take food trucks and they're stationary and they line the perimeter of those pods and then they put picnic tables in the middle. It's the best food in Portland. Have you been to serve in Overland Park here? The pickleball place with food? Uh, no, I have not. I, I just went this week. It was it really shocked me. It's a very cool concept because it's a huge space with lots of pickleball courts. But in the middle, as you, as you walk into the, that development there, you see those kind of container, shipping containers. And yeah. there was different concepts. Now, I don't know if they were individually owned or if they were just part of the overall concept. But there was different types of food in these concepts of, of shipping containers there. Like Iron District in North KC. Right. Is the exact same thing. You know, if you remember years ago, it's probably over 10 years ago, somebody tried that. So on Southwest Boulevard, kind of by that quick trip on Southwest Boulevard and just sort of south of Ponax. Okay. There was an old parking lot that they, it was an old used car lot. Somebody was running that and they had several food trucks that were stationed there when they weren't out and doing their thing, but it didn't last. I don't know why, but it didn't. So, yeah. All right. We have to get to a break. If you have thoughts on it, 913-586-7798. Is it just a problem for this one person (laughs) that wrote it on Reddit or is it genuinely something like I, I, admittedly, I have not seen midnight out in quite a while. <laughs> I have not seen ten o'clock out in quite but a while. Darn it! If you had the money, you would start that but business I'm today. Serious. Give me money. I don't know how much money it takes, but give me money well, for a little space, like near Oak and Steel or somewhere over there, and I will, I will do it. It would be a six-figure situation. Probably many six figures. Yes. And then you got to get a liquor license. That's you got to right. get a food license, I'm food organized. safety inspections. Talk about regulated industries again. Here we go. I got restaurants in the family. It's all right. I would know how to do it. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll get to more of your comments next here on KMBZ. Ryan Weber hanging out. John Grayson on vacation this week and this President's Day. Uh, Coming up after 1230, we will get to the story out of Florida. Uh, We have a Florida deputy in trouble from this incident that actually happened in November of last year. And we will play for you some of the audio from um, the body cam of he heard something that he thought was gunshots and he fired back and we will get to all that. I want to wait till after 1230 when we've got more time, we'll get to all that coming up at 1230. It's a fantastic story out of Florida. Uh, we'll go to Omaha here for a second. Have you been to the big zoo in Omaha? Have you ever been there as an adult? I don't think so. I have not either, but everybody talks about how amazing, uh, the Henry Dorley zoo is in Omaha and they have a problem there and I don't know why. And they don't either with people that are feeding coins to alligators at that zoo it's not a fountain it's not a wishing well (laughs) but people are throwing (laughs) coins into the mouths of alligators there to the point that one of the alligators had to undergo surgery and they pulled almost seven dollars in coins out of the belly Uh, you know i i actually saw some of the weekend at the trevi fountain in rome Uh uh-huh People throw coins in there. They have to clean it once a week, and it's collected like $1.4 million a year, roughly, on average, mm-hmm. to re- keep it restored and active and all those things. But I have thrown coins in that fountain. Indeed. <laughs> Humble I, brag. I added to that. I, did, I added to that problem, yes. But it wouldn't cross your mind to do the same inside of a crocodile or alligator's don't do mouth? With, don't throw coins to the crocodile. It's the weirdest thing. So um, they said, <laughs> excuse me, 
Um, they said they noticed that <laughs> this alligator, uh, Thibodeau, was kind of struggling. They noticed, like, he was kind of having a hard time. <clears throat> I kind of, my throat. Kind of, I know someone's having a hard time. Right? And so... <laughs> Did you get a coin tossed in your throat? The first thing they had to do was shove a tube of PVC down his throat. Oh, boy. So they could get the coins out. So then they did an x-ray, and the alligator walked himself onto a plate for this x-ray, and they were able to identify 70 coins in his stomach. And they said the only way those coins would have gotten there is from guests. They said they assume that guests are tossing coins into the mouth of the alligator. And the guests assume because they're so thin, it's not going to hurt them. Well, they, the alligators sweep the bottom of the enclosures and eat the coins. You know what? Alligators have been on this earth for a long time. And it's just, it's just amazing to me that that alligator was still alive. God. Because that <laughs> level of metal and toxicity in your yeah. body would be a real problem for any human. That's what they did. They said they did um, baseline heavy metal blood screening to make sure that the metal they were eating isn't more dangerous, like lead or zinc. Mm -hmm. They said, no, it's fine. <laughs> they said, we have a wishing well at the zoo. Throw your coins yeah, it's in called the, the wishing alligators. well. <laughs> Who's throwing? I just, people are, what are you doing? Why? And if you put a sign up, you're just asking for it oh, at that totally. point. Yeah. The peop Some people are like, well, what do you mean? Is that good luck? Um, they said 10 other alligators were x-rayed. They will likely undergo a similar procedure. <laughs> I'm not laughing. This is this is clearly not okay. I'm not I'm not laughing either, but it's somewhat humorous that but, that is something that the zoo likely never considered that the animals would be at risk of. If there's anything you're at risk of around an alligator, it ain't there. Yeah. We have a story later that we'll get to of the guy that wanted to go take the most predictable story ever. The guy that wanted to take a selfie with a lion. Oh, and so he God. let himself into the enclosure. It ended exactly the way that you think it did because people are dumb. And I can't stop reading those stories about people who visit national parks. Yeah. And think that the animals are part of the entertainment. Like these are wild animals. Yeah. And people get gored on a regular basis by a buffalo. And you would think like, I mean, this, this makes news constantly yeah that there's been oh, a, yeah. and there are signs all over national parks about those things yet still the darwin awards get handed out every year yes indeed all right coming up we'll get to the story out of florida uh we have a deputy who's in some trouble over the reason he fired his weapon and it wasn't at an alligator it was not an alligator it also wasn't gunshots get to that coming up here in kmbz how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Oh, welcome back in here on a Monday. Ryan Weber's in for John Grayson, who's on vacation this week, and I'm sure is sorry he missed this story. So this comes to us out of Oskaloosa County, Florida. This is uh, Destin area is where that county is in the Florida panhandle. This actually happened in November of last year. Um, And what we have is uh, an officer who had gone out on a stolen vehicle call, wasn't it? And so he had a suspect in his back seat when this when this whole story went down. So his name, uh, what's his first name? Joseph Hernandez. Yeah. Um, So... There's somebody in the back seat, and they are pulled over at one point. Uh, so November 12th, 2023. Yeah. Stolen vehicle is what they had gone out to. A woman reported that her boyfriend was refusing to return her vehicle and had been calling and texting her threats. And this part's important, including what appeared to be a firearm suppressor pointing at the dash of the victim's vehicle. So the boyfriend was detained, searched, handcuffed, and placed in the back of Officer Hernandez's patrol vehicle. We are going to play for you in a second here, three clips of audio from his body camera. I'm going to warn you, uh, if for those of you that are listening, that you will hear gunshots in one of these. There's just no way. We edited it out of one of the other clips, but in one of these clips here, you're going to hear the sound of gunshots. So... Uh, he ends up approaching... This officer approaches the vehicle to conduct another search... So he's outside of the car. That's important. He's approaching this other vehicle to conduct another search. He's got the suspect in the back seat, And he hears what he believed to be a suppressed weapon off to the side, which he thinks is coming from the back seat of his vehicle because that's where that suspect is, and that's the gun that they thought he had. Does that get us up to the audio, Colin? Is that good? Yeah, I left a little bit of blank <clears throat> space before he starts losing his mind a little bit to see if we can try and hear what he hears. I cannot, unfortunately, but this is what it sounded like. Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Shots fired! Okay. So, he hears what he thinks are gunshots. And keep in mind, he's outside of the vehicle when this happens. He later said at the same time, he felt an impact on his right side, like the upper torso area. There's also a sergeant at the scene. He and the sergeant fire their weapons at that patrol car until their firearms were emptied. Here's where you're going to hear shots. What? 
the car. Oh. The boyfriend, again, was in the back seat as they were both firing their guns at this patrol car. He was uninjured, amazingly, because he must have gotten down. Uh, and no weapon was located, we should point out. What's the third piece of audio we're going to hear? Oh, geez. So after all this happens, he starts to realize, maybe I'm not shot, maybe I'm not injured, but I feel something else. I, I'm, I'm good. I feel weird, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So what the sound actually was... Ryan, go ahead and I'll let you take the... I'm really conflicted about this, but it it was acorns dropping onto the patrol car. Yes. From a clearly an acorn tree nearby, which could potentially sound or similar in sound. But when I, I, I saw this story, I don't know if it was in November, I definitely saw this story in the past, and my immediately thought was, man, we're all on edge here. Yes. <laughs> we are so on edge, and, and that job is such a dangerous job these days that that was such a an instinctual reaction you can tell i mean the adrenaline is mm-hmm. immediately going his voice is shaky <clears throat> and that poor officer i mean he probably did actually think that there were shots fired so during the interview after all of this happened investigators told him this is when he learned that what he heard was an acorn Asked if what he thought he heard was actually the noise of an acorn striking the roof of his patrol vehicle. He said, I'm not going to say no. What I heard sounded what I think would be louder than an acorn hitting the roof of the car. But it was obviously an acorn hitting the roof of the car. And again, we're laughing about it, but I want to point out how serious this is. He fired shot. He fired four. And the sergeant that was there, they both emptied their clips into this car thinking that the guy in the back seat was firing at them. Now, keep in mind, they had searched him and had not found, before they put him in the car, they had searched him. But they thought maybe he had a gun that they had not found. The fact, if if this guy had been injured, if this boyfriend in the back seat had been injured or, or worse, killed, yeah. and I'm, I can't believe he wasn't, we'd be dealing with something completely different. The investigation determined that his use of force was not objectively reasonable. He resigned during the course of the investigation. Uh, He'd only been on the force for a year. Uh, The sergeant's use of force, keep in mind there was him and there was the sergeant, was found to be objectively reasonable and she was exonerated because she's hearing, she's going off of what he said. Right. He is saying shots fired, shots fired. She's not close enough to hear what were acorns. She just knows he is yelling that. So she's exonerated and he ended up resigning. It is such, it has sparked a whole conversation about the situation. I mean, it, it mirrors what police have to deal with in our society, but also the accountability of any of this too. Like it is such a layered story and people feel so strongly about it. I feel horrible for the officer because I do think, especially when you hear the audio, like, there must have been something that triggered that reaction. But what a reaction. Oh, my God. And then for the sergeant to, again, empty their clip into a vehicle with someone handcuffed. They emptied their magazines. Someone Sorry. just corrected us on the text line. Empty their magazine, which there should be more than four shots in a clip. But anyways, still, 
that it's such a wild story. And I'm not surprised it made national news because it mm-hmm. hits on so many things that we talk about in crime in our society, police in our society, accountability of police in our society. I mean, it hits on all those topics. I am dumbfounded by this one. Um, stop arguing with me about what a magazine is called. I get it. Um, we just had this rally where people heard what they thought were fireworks initially and turned out to be gunshots. We have the same problem on the 4th of July and New Year's Eve. And that's why police have, I can't think what that system's called, but they have a system. Shot tracker. Shot spotters, or something yeah, like that, where it knows spotter, the difference. It, it knows the difference between the sound of what is a gunshot and what is not a gunshot. Sounds like the guy was new on the force. You got to know the difference. No you doubt. You got to know the difference. I mean, that's the fact that nobody was hurt. The fact that nobody was hit. You got to know the difference of what a sound is. And I was thinking about that again with what happened last week where the police didn't fire a shot. Say again. The police did not fire. I don't believe any police officer fired their weapon. At the parade rally, after no. the parade rally. Yeah. And that made me very proud of our police force because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the world that we're living in. And it nobody likes it. A lot of people are fighting voraciously to protect it. It's just a very scary. I mean, we're all on edge. Fine. You and I are allowed to be on edge. And so are police. But I don't carry a gun around with me. Right. And the... I mean, there's such a, it's such a challenging situation with this story specifically, but I just can't imagine being in the back seat. I can't either. And you know, you didn't fire a gun and you, and you are being fired at. Try to reason with that officer. Just say, I, yeah. it's not me. Right. Like, I can't imagine how you would even react to show I did not discharge a weapon when you are being, I mean, yeah. If you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Jim has called us up out of Topeka. Hey, Jim. Hello there. It brings me back to memories of when I was in a war zone and I could hear the firefight and I knew knew what rifle was being used and which direction it was being fired. I knew the calibers of, I could hear it, and I knew what it was and what was happening. Coming home... um, there was times that you would hear a sound and you might, you would first think, I don't know what it is. Is it a, is it a gunfire? So that's always in your mind. Is it a gunfire? But as for the other officer chipping in and firing his weapon on the uh, guard duty in the Vietnam, somebody inevitably once in a while would fire a rifle at what they thought was something and then the whole guard towers everywhere would light it up, and the only thing they were doing was killing trees. And it took quite a little bit to do that. So once the firing starts, it 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 multiplies itself to other people firing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of understand some of what he was going through, but he hadn't listened to enough gunfire to really know the difference. And that was part of the problem. Yep. Yeah. And, and Jim, you know, I, thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. I was there at the rally and I, I first thought it was fireworks because so many of those shots hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Echoes off a building. And I also just remember another thing for that day, too, but I'll share that later. But that's why initially it was like, well, what was that? Because I also know what gunshots sound like. I know how mm-hmm. to tell what direction they're going. And it didn't really sound like that because of all the echo and reverberation off the building and some of them hit the ground. So it just, it was confusing to me. And I feel like I'm someone that, 
knows what a gun sounds like. The difference between a car backfiring and a bullet getting shot. Yeah. Or an acorn dropping onto a hood. We all know that sound, right? We've all we've all been there. Or ice falling from a tree and hitting the roof of your car. I mean, we've all we've all had that happen. And yes, that's alarming to hear that sound. I don't know what training police get at the police academy to know the different. And I'm not trying to be um, flippant about it, but like, do they play them six different sounds and say which one was the gunshot? Because no. you got to know. No, but you're spending time at a range. Sometimes that's outdoor. Sometimes that's indoor. And only through unique experiences, like did you grow up hunting? Did you serve in the military? Like all those things impact your ability to understand mm -hmm. that was a gunshot, that was a firework, that was a car backfiring. But only through those experiences would you be able to be confident in saying that. So unless you don't have a lot of those experiences, and if you're working in a high-stress environment, Everything could sound like a gunshot. And clearly in this situation, an acorn was one of those things. And luckily nobody died. That's incredible to me, too. I mean, too. luckily nobody died in this case. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Mike in Topeka. Hey, Mike, thanks for the call. Hey, guys. Um, so uh, I posted a video of this on the KNBZ fan uh, page on Facebook. If anyone wants to watch it, um, he does a little bit more breakdown on exactly what happened. And you can actually see the acorn falling. Um, but a couple thoughts I had on this was that um, he did give a little background on the officer. He was a military uh, vet. He was a combat vet. So he had some experience with what gunshots sound like and being shot at and stuff. Um, and kind of the thought process that the, the guy who did the video was that maybe he had PTSD because of that. And so he reacted to that situation differently than, you know, an officer normally would have just hearing that sound. Um, but then the issue that I have with it is that suppressors are not like the movies they don't sound like pew 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 um, correct there's they they drop the audio so a, a standard nine millimeter which is what most police officers carry unsuppressed is around 160 decibels suppressed it's right around 127 so it's still extremely loud and that's the sound of a jet engine by the way or arrowhead right they they are still very loud and a lot of what makes the sound from a bullet is not it being fired, but the bullet itself actually breaks the sound barrier. And so unless you have subsonic ammunition, you're still going to get that pop from the, the, the projectile breaking the sound barrier. It's still going to be very loud. So to me, I just, I, I don't know. I could see, you know, his PTSD playing a part in it, but I just can't wrap my head around the sound of an acorn being confused with the sound of a bullet. That's the challenge. I'm glad you said it, Mike, because you know a lot more about guns than I do. So... Yeah. I'm, I appreciate and, that, truly. And I will also say, in your defense, I'm, in this day and age, yes, clips are different from magazines, but they're, they're used so interchangeably that it would be forgivable to say clip instead of magazine. I think that's oh. a, Thanks, Mike. Thank you just scored a lot of points with Jamie. I got yelled at. The point is just, you know, it's, it's just an assigned point to make anymore. It's like, yes, Thank they you. are different, but they're also the same. Listen, it Appreciate goes way it. more than that. I, I Thanks, get it, the, the privilege of looking at this text line. <laughs> People are so quick to correct you yes, indeed. on Always. every little thing. And God Always. bless them. Always. All right. Uh, Eric, Ron, you both have really great comments to make here. Uh, hang with us. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. Brian Weber is in for John Grayson on vacation this week. Uh, real quick, if you missed the beginning of the story, this is out of the Florida panhandle. This happened last year. Uh, you had an officer who had responded to the theft of a vehicle. He arrests the suspect. They search him. They put him in the back of the patrol vehicle. This officer goes to investigate the case further. 
And then he hears what he thinks is gunshots. He yells shots fired four times and then fires his gun and empties his magazine, firing at his own vehicle where that suspect is in the back because that's who he thinks is firing. The sergeant that is there hears him say shots fired and also empties her magazine on the car. Turns out those were acorns hitting the roof of the car and he thought they were gunshots. He has since resigned. They, what they basically said was he um, is at fault. She is not that he shouldn't have fired his gun, but she was justified because she just followed him. Two callers. We want to make sure we try to get to here. Let's go to Ron in Midtown. Hey, Ron. Hey, how's it going? Great. Thanks for the call. I'm not sure if the guy, um, I'm not sure if you guys know either, if he voluntarily resigned due to uh, or was forced to resign. It just uh, says resign. resign. Say that. Yeah, uh, because I don't think he uh, is ready to be a police officer. That I, I've heard acorns, I've heard walnuts hit the top of a vehicle before. And it sounds nothing like a weapon being fired. Uh, not only that, how would, if the guy was in the car, and I have another question for you, you know, how would he have gotten the window down to be able to shoot at them? But you said that, that the officer felt like something hit him on the side. Did, did, what came of that? Was it, did he ever, I might've missed it, but did he ever see? You didn't I mean, miss did it. He ever say? You didn't miss it. He just didn't say, he just said he thought he held, he felt something hit him in the waist and he didn't know what it was, which he might've just thought. You know, that's the feeling of like the reverberation of gunshots, maybe. Okay. Okay. I just don't think he was really ready to be an officer. That's a fair point. Yeah. I agree. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you getting in. Uh, Let's wrap this up here with Eric and Raymore. Hello, Eric. Hey, what's going on? How How are you? Good. (laughs) I'm laughing. I'm doing good. I'm just listening to the story. I'm just fabricated. Somebody. They hear Eric Acorn hit your car on the roof, and you assume that it's a silencer. And, you know, the thing about it is that, you know, he shouldn't be a police officer. No, I got a law enforcement background, instructor, and, you, you know, it's no way possible you can mistake an acorn for a silencer. You got four types, absorbent, dispersed, reactive, diffused silencers. And it's like not one, even from a 22 LR up to a nine millimeter to a uh, 308, it's no way possible. It would even sound like an acorn. He shouldn't be a police officer. He's not anymore. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, thanks a lot, Eric. I appreciate you getting in here. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was forced to resign or if somebody said to him behind the scenes, hey, you know what, buddy, your sense of judgment here maybe isn't the best. The uh, union pretty much takes over at that point. Yeah. And give you the best recommendations possible for yourself. But yeah, it seems like he made the right decision. And again, the guy in the back seat, no problem. Wasn't hurt at all. So be a much different story, wouldn't it, Jamie? Definitely. More Huey Lewis. Yes. Love some Huey Lewis. All right. Coming up in the next hour, what Gen Z men are starting to do when it comes to wedding engagements. Buckle up for this story, (laughs) fellas. We'll get to this one coming up in the next hour here on KMBZ.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.